what we've seen is that the B2C market is actually smaller than the B2B market. I mean, the average order value on an eBay, for example, is $35. The average order value on a B2B platform like ours, Alibaba.com, is $3,000. And so I think there's a migration happening in this second wave of the internet towards small business B2B commerce. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Rubel, and we're here with Retails from the Frontline, and today we are on the front lines at NRF, the National Retail Federation's 2020 vision of what's the future in retailing. And today joining us, we have two amazing entrepreneurs who have kind of come up with ways to unlock small business, whether it's via big business or through the tools of small business themselves. And so we have from Alibaba, we have John Kaplan, who's the global chief growth officer. And John's done everything from digital to modeling. That's right, you've even been in modeling. Um, not himself, but he's run Ford Models. So we'll talk a little bit about that and then what, what he's unlocking at Alibaba. And then Nicole Ryla, who has been a spokesperson for, again, a large company like American Express as they work with their small business. But she has founded her own company as well, Retail Minded. So you can even find out you know, what that's all about on RetailMinded.com. So welcome, Nicole and John. It's great to have you here in New York City. It is great to be here. Thanks for having us. So, John, you're now in this digital world dealing with big business in China, but you were in the modeling business. Tell us what was that about and how did you get here? So I am a lifelong entrepreneur. And so what I've tried to do professionally is always work in the most interesting areas. So earliest in my career was for Starbucks. And it's true, I did have a, a great eight years helping build and grow the Ford Model Agency. Uh, but after we sold that, I started an internet company to help small businesses uh, globalize. And Alibaba acquired that business. And now I'm part of the team that's helping global small businesses capture the B2B opportunity. The B2B, which basically means they can sell their stuff through the Alibaba network. Right. But how do they know how to do that? I mean, Nicole, you know, you've, you started out first as an entrepreneur too. So talk about that and then talk about what Retail Minded does along those lines. You know, I started my career on the corporate side working for large companies such as Sears Corporation way before it is what it is now and on the brand side such as in the fashion footwear industry holding marketing roles. And long story short, when I founded Retail Minded, I wanted to do so in an effort to deliver news, education, and support specifically to small businesses because what I found at these corporate fantastic companies was they had an HR team, they had a marketing team, they had a lot of strategy behind the scenes to help them elevate their visibility and optimize their selling, right? But small businesses don't always have that. And what I love now more than ever is that they can have that with external partners. So you've been able to help them in understanding where they can find some of these partners to unlock things. But before we, we get down to the actual tools of the trade and some of the things that you've been able to do with that, Alibaba is just releasing some data that is incredibly interesting about the state of the kind of consumer world and how business really is, or at least how people think business is. Tell us a little bit about that. I'm glad you asked. So what we did at, with the beginning of the new decade what we wanted to do is benchmark where U.S. small businesses are 
And so we created the Alibaba.com Small Business Confidence Survey, and we just finished it. It's fascinating to me. 60% of U.S. small businesses are very confident about the economy, so they're optimistic about the future. 54% of them think that digital selling, B2B digital selling, will be critical for their future. And 59% of them that we surveyed said that selling globally, doing cross-border trade, whether buying or selling globally, is critical to their operations. So really what we're seeing is small businesses are optimistic, they're digitizing, and they're globalizing. Okay, now I'm going to kind of have to ask some questions Dig around in. that. Did, did mom and dad wake up and all of a sudden say, I want to do cross-border trade? You know, <laughs> is that something that yeah, they I like don't think read any, in, no, in no. the Wall Street Journal? Or, or I mean, because they grew up probably wanting to have their own community locally, sure. you know, and how, how has that come to bear that they kind of think about things this way? And how does a big company like Alibaba help them do that? So there's two questions in there. I think the first is, why now? Right? And sort of 20 years or so since the birth of the internet, and we've seen the B2C internet really explode, right? With platforms like Big Commerce or Shopify or Wix or other platforms where people can sell to consumers, or B2C marketplaces like eBay and others, really being very successful for a small business to reach their customers. What we've seen is that the B2C market is actually smaller than the B2B market. Right? The average order value on an eBay, for example, is $35. The average order value on a B2B platform like ours, Alibaba.com, is $3,000. And so what we're seeing is small businesses saying, I can work really hard to get a B2C customer, go direct, or I should really try to find another business to do business with and trade digitally that way. And so I think there's a migration happening in this second wave of the internet towards small business B2B commerce. So all of a sudden, someone in Kansas City with a small business they could actually go on Alibaba and sell those uh, items in China? So, yes. So what we've done is Alibaba.com started 20 years ago. It was the original business Jack and the team set up. Jack Ma, right? Jack Ma, yeah. yes. Essentially a yellow page directory of 150,000 high-quality factories in China. And for the first, I don't know, 19 years, it's a great way for a small business in any of 190 countries to find a manufacturer to produce something. And just this past July, what we did is we opened up Alibaba.com to make it possible for a U.S. manufacturer, a U.S. wholesaler, to sell to the world on the platform. And so that announcement really has galvanized small business you know, interest in, in being a cross-border, sort of a, a small multinational company. Okay, but let, let's take that back. So you've opened this huge door. Yes. Now they can do it. Yes. Nicole, do they know how to do it? You know what? That continues to be a challenge because small business owners are busy people, right? They don't have the HR team, the marketing team behind them. They're doing so much on their own. And yet it takes those external partners such as Alibaba.com for them to recognize, wow, I can leverage this to optimize my business. I can do it from the comfort of wherever they're operating their small business. And the growth opportunity then becomes stronger for them. They don't know how necessarily to answer your question, Matt, but what they do need to discover is how. How do they go about finding out in this virtual world what are the tools they need to navigate and then who trains them on how to use those tools? Well, definitely attending experiences like this. We're at the NRF right now, the big 2020 vision show, the big show for National Retail Federation. Definitely attending these types of experiences is helpful. I know Alibaba.com is doing a build-up events, which I think is pretty cool. I was recently introduced to that, and I think that's fantastic well, because well, it well, connects. Kind of, what's the build-up event? 
I'll share. So what we decided to do a couple of months ago was that the best way to help small businesses is to meet them face to face. And so we created build up events where we've opened the doors and inviting small businesses in to come in and learn about sourcing on Alibaba.com, selling on Alibaba.com, and other resources and partners that can help them successfully digitize and capture the opportunity. And then just one other note that's, I think, pretty interesting. What we've recognized is that the tools aren't easy for people to find. And so we created a, an awareness program, really, of the resources called B2B Tuesday. So every Tuesday for the rest of this year, for the next 50 weeks, we're going to publish new content to help small businesses learn about partners, tools, resources they need to be successful selling. Who are you going to publish that to? We're going to publish it to our the Alibaba.com audience and through our social channels, which have you know 13 to 15 million followers, say, hey, here's all this information and resource you need as a small business in Kansas City to learn about how to be successful in the digital environment. Yeah, I love that because I got to tell you, the connectivity that these events provide are so valuable. You know, I'm also the co-founder of something called the Independent Retailer Conference. And it's, again, designed to support small businesses. And we produce it biannually in Las Vegas. And we do it um, because of that connectivity. They have the opportunity to talk to other like-minded but yet often non-competitive entrepreneurs and learn from them. And, you know, your build-up events do that. And I think that that's such a great asset for entrepreneurs to take advantage of. So you're not just on the net, but you're taking this on the road. Correct. People are going to want to find out, okay, it's coming to my city. I want to know it's coming to Plano, Texas, or I want to know, you know, where it's coming. How will they, how will they find that out? So this sounds like a shameless plug, but truthfully, you can go to Alibaba.com forward slash build up and you can find the information. And what, what we find is the best way to help people be successful is to understand their challenges, understand their needs. There's a business in Florida, a company called LTA International, really interesting company. What they do is they buy name brand products and distribute them internationally. And they've been selling on the Alibaba.com platform for under a year and did, I think the last number I saw was $1.4 million of sales in the last 12 months on the platform. Like that's nothing to sneeze at, right? If you're a small business in the United States, if there's a way to, in your first year, pick up $1.4 million, that indicates the amount of demand there is around the world for U.S. products, for U.S. brands to sell globally. And that's what we're trying to help people do. So, Nicole, you you must have dealt with so many small businesses. What's what's kind of the watchouts and some of the stories that you've kind of seen that were big successes, as well as kind of like, oh, don't do that? You know, I've seen everything from a very local footprint perspective. For example, I'm from Colorado. There's a store there. They're called Interior Delights. And, you know, subscription boxes are such a big thing right now across the marketplaces and commerce in general. They started it within their community, and they wanted to specifically market it to their local audience. But it became such a big deal through social media that they're now able to reach other clients across the country, right? So that is a small single standing store in the middle of Colorado that now has a national reach because of this social experience. I love that story because it it really speaks to the fact that their commitment and passion to just create something that they wanted to and then their customers really responded to and loved and it grew and it Yeah, I think that's great. To. It's interesting listening to you describe that makes me think that um, small businesses don't have to be considered not to be innovators, right? Like cuz there's a good example of one store, but the entrepreneur there recognized there was a potential to take some of the tricks, the tools that some of the big digital companies have and localize them and interpret them for their own business. And I think that's 
really powerful if more and more small businesses recognize that they have a lot of assets, a lot of strength to interpret the way to innovate. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and I love that. I want to just expand on that because you just said you don't have to always be the innovator. And I think too often small businesses want to be the innovators. They almost try too hard to create Mm, something new. And yet sometimes you can just react to something in the right way and do something fantastic with that. And of course, there's room for innovation always, but also reacting to a trend or the marketplace. Well, with all the talk nowadays of privacy and big companies having big data and AI, artificial intelligence, should these small businesses be wary about that because big business is really taking over certain parts of their market and coming in to the local communities. Small business entrepreneurs need to be well-informed and in some ways skeptical, right? Look at, look at their partners, try to understand the motivations of their partners. At Alibaba, certainly at Alibaba.com, if a small business joins our platform and sells on the platform, they own the customer relationship. We don't. We don't take a, a commission on their sales. They pay a flat fee to be on the platform. So we've set our business model up to be an ally to small businesses at, at Alibaba. Other platforms take a different approach. They say, hey, your margin's my opportunity. That's not something that Alibaba thinks. We think, how can we unlock the power of small business and help people do business easily anywhere around the world? So you're more an enabling marketplace. You're just basically a, another location for right. them. We're, we think of ourselves as a, a technology tool, an ally, to help them reach the world's market. You're really a connector. When I think of Alibaba, I think of them as connecting right. entrepreneurs and, of course, suppliers and manufacturers. Um, but to me, that's just a connector. And that's so valuable for small businesses. They need that connection because, right. as we were saying earlier, they can't always find it. They don't know where to find it. But if Alibaba.com, for example identifies trusted resources and then says, okay, this is your ballgame now, though. Correct. We've given you the, the map, but you figure out how to use it. Correct. So if, if someone were to go to Retail Minded to your website, Nicole, and, and say, I've got to figure out how to do business on Alibaba, what's the first thing you would tell them to look for? So on the website itself, we don't have a roadmap for them necessarily to navigate Alibaba, but we have a roadmap to say, listen, these are the resources we trust Here's general content and communication that you can refer to. And we would, quite frankly, point them to those build-up events and to the website itself because that's what we believe. I mean, I come at everything unbiased, right? Retail-minded, stand-alone with just our own perspectives of how we believe small businesses can gain value for their own businesses. And I absolutely would say this is something you need to check out. So we have two people, great entrepreneurs, two companies, great companies that are actually building the pyramid of success from enabling small communities, small businesses to actually reach a multi-trillion dollar marketplace. Who wants to be a trillionaire? We can find out. (laughs) It can be the small business that's down the street uh, from you. Nicole, I, I looked all over kind of stuff studying you the last few days before you were coming on online here. Uh-oh, what'd you, you find? Know, with us. Well, actually, I found a lot, and I'm not <laughs> going to tell everybody everything. But I want to know, and I'm going to ask you the same question, John. So what is not on Google that everybody out there should know about you? Hmm, great question. Let's see. What's not on Google? Well, I am retail-minded, but I also have a URL called wholesale-minded that I've never brought to life. And that's where my passion really generates from because prior 
to starting retail-minded, I was on the brand side, the wholesale side, the manufacturing side. So as much as I love retail, and clearly I do, I love wholesale just as much. So John, what about what about you? What am I going to not find out on, on Google about you? I think Google's done a pretty good job of capturing just about everything about me. But the, nah, but the, uh, the, um, that's not true. <laughs> one interesting fact, I do come from a family of entrepreneurs. And so in the early 1900s, when my grandfather and his nine brothers started a business that still exists today, that's in the family, 104 years old, that is, I guess you would call it uh, the leading, the most uh, important luxury jewelry wholesale manufacturer in the United States called Oscar Heyman and Brothers. And that is a business that is, you know, created some beautiful things for Liz Taylor a long time ago and continues to. That's great. So we have two amazing entrepreneurs who have been with us today. I'd like to thank them. John Kaplan, the global chief growth officer of Alibaba, and Nicole Ryla from Retail Minded, American Express, Small Business, many other things that, that you've done. I'm Matt Rubel, and here we are at the National Retail Federation 2020 Vision, and thank you for joining us at Retails from the Frontline. <laughs>